0: Hey everybody, welcome home. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons and we're so glad to have you with us here today. In the house of faith. I'm coming to you again from Legacy Studios here in the future home of Legacy Church, Green Mountain Falls, Colorado. If you've been watching the broadcast over the last several months, if you're partners with our ministry, if you've been tracking with us, you know about the great things that are going on right now in our life and in this ministry. We've moved our family here to the mountains of Colorado. We've moved our ministry and our staff and we are gearing up, getting ready to launch Legacy Church. Still a lot of work to do, but the Lord is helping us. Has it taken longer than we? wanted, maybe a little, but hey, listen, we're going to be doing this for the rest of our lives, so we're just settling in right now to this rhythm, the rhythms of God's grace, and we're letting peace be in control of our hearts. Amen. I encourage you to do the same thing. I know there are many people watching right now. You've got things that you're excited about, you're pressing towards, you you want to see happen in your life, but listen, listen. There's no sense in getting rushed and panicked about it. Just settle in to the rhythms of the grace of God and let the Lord lead you in it. Let him guide you in it. That's exactly what's happening here. Like I said, great things are happening here at Legacy Church. We have released faith uh, for $100 a square foot for this 30,000 square foot facility that we're in. Believing God that that would enable us to buy up this entire property, pay it off, and build out the sanctuary to a place where we can Uh, have church, and we're getting excited about that. We've made awesome progress in that, and even just since the last time I reported to you here on the broadcast, several hundred more square feet have already come in, already been paid for. We're up over, well over 20,000 square feet paid for. That's over 70% complete. Glory to God. We are on the home stretch right now, and we know that God is so good, and if He's this good to get us this far, He is good enough to get us all the way to the finish line, and I declare that over you today and over everything you set your hand to do, may it prosper as well in Jesus' name. And if you wanna be a part of this buy-up and build-out project with us, we would love for you to be. Go before the Lord, find out if you've got a part to play in it, and if you do, then get on board with us in this and do it in confidence knowing that every seed produces after its own kind. In other words, whatever it is that God's called you to buy up, whatever he's called you to build out, you can sow into a kingdom project like this one and have faith that it's opening up a door of access for God to go to work in your life, your family, your finances, your business, even your ministry. So we invite you to be a part of this buy up and build out project with us. A number of ways you can get involved. Number one, pray with us. Be in faith with us that everything God has in his heart for this place will come to pass and it will be right on time. Number two, you can get involved financially with us. If you want to give online, go to legacychurch.family or pearsonsministries.com. There's a place there to give. It's, it's quick, it's safe, it's secure and you can designate it towards this buy up and build out project. You can also give via text if you like. You can text LTV and any dollar amount to the number 28950. That's going to go into the buy up and build out project. If you'd like to write a check and mail it to us, you can use the address that you see there on your screen. If you want it to go to this project, just mark it B-U-B-O, Bubbo, buy up, build out. That's what we call it. And when you mark it like that, uh, our accounting department will know exactly what to do with it. Father, I pray today over the giving of the people. We thank you, Lord, for stirring, not just in our hearts, but hearts all over the world people who, who have this same vision to serve another generation with your word and to teach them how to live by faith in the day of grace, to teach another generation how to prosper spirit, soul, and body, to teach another, ha- another generation how to raise their family in the house of faith. Lord, we ask you to bring people to us from all over the world whose hearts would resonate with that vision. We thank you, father, for the good work you've begun in us. We call you faithful to finish it. And we call the people blessed In the name of Jesus, rise up, advance, and may the goodness of the Lord be seen in your life in Jesus' name. Now, Father, again, we come to you over your word today. We ask you to speak to us through your word. Give us eyes to see into your word, ears to hear not just uh, another man's voice, but the voice of Jesus, our good shepherd, who calls us by our name and leads us out. Thank you, Father, for causing this broadcast to reach people all over the world, to encourage them, strengthen them, build them up, and restore them. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Amen. Amen. If you've got your Bible with you today, I want you to go with me to the book of Galatians chapter 5. And you and I both know we don't have a lot of time on these broadcasts, but I want you to take the time that we do have and use it as uh, some people might call it a devotion, whatever it is, whatever you might call it, just a few minutes dedicated to hearing the voice of God in your life, a few minutes dedicated to bringing honor to his word, whatever you honor, whatever you worship, you give access to, you give place to, you connect yourself to it. And when I say worship, most people just think music and that is a part of it, but worship is so much more than that. If you're a part of this offering we just received for this project and what God's doing here, that's worship. And when you worship the Lord, when you give attention and you give affection to him, you open yourself up, your heart and your entire life for him to go to work. And that's what our time in the word today is about. I know it's just a few minutes, but let's dedicate these moments that we have to hearing from him and hearing from his word. In the book of Galatians, in the fifth chapter, I want to read something to you from verse one, just one verse here. We'll look at Galatians five, one says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty. Other translations say freedom. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. What's the command here? Stand in your freedom stand in the freedom that Christ gave you. This freedom that you and I have in and through Jesus is his gift to us. When we began this year, we were turning the corner from 2019 into 2020. I thought, man, this is a good opportunity to come stand before our congregation here at Legacy Church, who we've been meeting with on a regular basis, even before We've launched Sunday morning services. I thought this is a great opportunity. It's the first of the year. Let's talk vision, right? It just seems like the right time, the right time on the calendar. Let's talk vision, vision for the church, vision for the ministry, vision for your life. And vision's a good thing. But man, my heart was arrested by the Lord when He took me in what seemed like a very different direction. So much so to the point I was like, Lord, are, is this you? Am I hearing you right? But over the last several weeks, what he's been unfolding to us in these services, these family nights that we've had together concerning our freedom that we have in Christ Jesus. I am more sure now than I've ever been that this is exactly what we're supposed to be feeding on. And what I, what I believe to understand from the Lord is it's not just a word for this local legacy church body. I believe this is a word For the global family, this PMI, Pearson's Ministries, Legacy Studios family, many of you who are watching right now, you watch faithfully. Well, this is a word for you. God created us to be free people. That's who he intended for us to be, to be free, to live free. And that's why you see this instruction here, stand in that freedom what freedom? The freedom by which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. God's intention for mankind from day one was that they be free. That was God's first gift to man. He told Adam and Eve, he said, of all the trees in the garden, you may freely eat. What's he given? them? Freedom. But then he said, this one over here, this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he said, don't eat that one because in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. And I don't know many people, myself included, have I've kind of stood back and said, okay, God, why even put the tree there? <laughs> if, it, if this tree was gonna cause so much trouble and so many problems, why even plant the tree? And you would think, man, if God, why didn't he just give them nothing but good to eat from? Well, here's the deal. If you don't have a choice, you're not really free. God had to give man a choice. There had to be a choice because that's what love does. Love can't force itself on anyone. Love can't force its will, force its desire. No matter how good and perfect it is, love will not force itself on anyone. The very most that love can do for anybody is give them opportunity. And that's what God did. That's what God gave Adam and Eve in the garden. He gave them opportunity, the opportunity to choose him, to choose his way, to choose his will. But if these people were going to really be free, then there had to be a choice. And of course, you and I both know what they did with that choice. Eve was deceived. Adam was not, but they both ate of the fruit that God told them not to. And then when God came and found them, you remember the whole conversation they had. And he said, listen, because, because you did this, he, he outlined for them that it would be by sweat and by toil that they would eat. But, but here's what I want you to see in all this. That even though in that moment, what man did When he gave away his authority to Satan, he also gave away his freedom. Can you see the connection between those two? The freest person in the world is the one with authority. And God gave man authority, but man turned around and gave that authority away. And when he gave that authority away, he also gave his freedom away. And all of that happened in that moment. And when man sinned, death entered by sin. But that's not the only thing that happened in that moment. Right there in that moment, God went to work. The plan of redemption went right into place and now God was all about one thing from that moment to the moment Jesus got here, to the moment Jesus went to the cross, to the moment Jesus went into hell and paid your price and mine, to the moment he was raised again, there was one thing on God's mind, I want my man free again because he created us to be free people. That's what you are supposed to be. That's what I am supposed to be is a free person. Now, let me read this same scripture to you from Galatians chapter five in uh, several different translations. They really help expound it. The, The NIV says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Listen to it from the Amplified Bible. In this freedom, Christ has made us free and completely liberated us. Stand fast then and do not be hampered and held ensnared snared and submit again to a yoke of slavery, which you have once put off. I like this from the New Living Translation. So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure you stay free. This is gonna be important to us over the next several weeks as we continue to talk about living as free people. But listen to what he said. Make sure you stay free. Don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Listen to to it from the Passion Translation. He says this, let me be clear. I like that. Let me be clear, the anointed one has set us free, not partially, but completely and wonderfully free. We must always cherish this truth and stubbornly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. Did you hear that? The anointed one has set us free. I think you ought to say that out loud right now. Wherever you are watching this or listening to it, just say it out loud. The anointed one has set me free, not partially, but completely. I believe I'm talking to a completely free person in Jesus' name. Now, I know we talk about this. I know we talk, well, you know, Christ has set us free and we can just stand in this freedom. But man, there's something there's something on the inside that tells me we don't know enough about this. We don't understand enough about this. And this is what I want to do in the course of this broadcast on into the next several weeks is I want us to find out from the word of God what it actually means to be free and to live free. Let me look at this uh, from the book of John, turn there with me, John chapter eight, look at the words of Jesus and what he said about it. I know this is familiar to you, but listen to this from John chapter eight, verse 31 says, Jesus said to the Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples. Indeed. You realize that's what makes you a disciple. Jesus is already talking to people here that believed on him, that's what the scripture said. He said to the Jews who believed him, he said, if you continue in my word, if you abide in my word, we might use the word stay. If you will just stay in the word. Man, I see this more clearly in my life right now than I've ever seen it before. I see it as it pertains to me, my wife, my family. I see it in the people that are coming to be a part of our church. I've seen it as I've grown up in church and ministry Uh, All throughout my childhood, the difference in so many people between their success and their failure is just staying in the word. If you'll just stay put, if you'll just stay under the word and let the word do what only the word can do, and that's bring change and that's turn the light on for you. And this is what Jesus is saying. He's saying, if you would just stay, man, if you would just stay, if you just continue in the word. He said, then you'll be my disciple. And there's so many different people. I can think of different ones right now who've come and they've gone. And as they're walking out the door, you're saying, I wish you'd just stayed. I wish you would have just stayed a little bit longer and let the word do for you. It's not about what I can do or what any other individual minister can do, but it's what the word can do for you. This is what Jesus is saying. He's saying, if you will continue in it and stay with it, you'll be my disciple. And this is what's going to happen if you continue in the word. Now that's a big if, isn't it? But if you continue in the word, listen to what will happen. Verse 32, you will know the truth and the truth will do what? Come on, help me out. I know you know this. What will the truth do for you? Uh, it's right there on your screen. Just read it out loud. What's it say? The truth will make you free. That's the power of the truth of the word of God. The word has the ability to unlock prison doors. The word has the ability to set you free on the inside. And we're gonna talk probably several weeks from now, it'll take us some time to get there, but we're gonna talk about everything we see from the word that we are free from. Because if you wanna really live in your freedom, you better find out what you've been freed from. You need to know from the word of God, what Jesus has set you free from. And he said here that the truth, if you will know the truth, the truth will make you free. But I want you to notice their response to him in verse 33, the, the religious people answered him and said, Hey, we're Abraham's descendants. We've never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Isn't that interesting? These people, if you were to just ask them and when they were confronted with it, said, Hey, I'm free. What are you talking about? Make me free. I'm free what'd they do? They said, I'm, I'm Abraham's descendant. In other words, this is where I'm from. I'm free. I'm not in bondage to anybody. That indicates to me that it's completely possible to think that you're living in freedom, but not actually be living in any of it. That's exactly what you see happening here with these people. And they thought just because of who they were and where they were from, that they were truly free. And we kind of scoff at that, but think about it for a second. I'm standing in, in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado, USA, United States of America. And if we're known for anything around the world, it's it's the place of freedom. And we have all these many wonderful freedoms in this nation. And we do, man. I mean, this is, it's the freest place that I know of on earth. And we've got freedoms that are built into the, to the citizenship of this nation. And freedoms that we ought to thank God for, freedoms that we ought to to be so grateful to to get to have and walk in every single day of our lives because there are people all over the world living in in other countries and other places, and they experience none of this freedom. But many people believe that just because we're Americans that we're as free as we can be. We are defined by our freedoms, and I'm an American, I'm a free person, but I'm going to tell you something as great as the freedom of press is and the freedom of speech and the freedom of religion, the freedom to worship, the freedom to assemble and all these freedoms that we have built into this nation, until you've been made free by Jesus, you are in prison. You are locked up on the inside and there are walls and bars that surround you. And yeah, you might be a citizen of this nation and that's great, but I'm calling you I'm calling your attention to a higher freedom here. Don't be like these people who said, hey, we're we're Abraham's descendants. This is where we're from. Hey, we're Americans. What are you talking to us about freedom? No, if you don't know the freedom that you have in Jesus, you don't know what freedom is. They said to him, we're Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you'll be made free? And Jesus answered them, most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. See, these people are slaves and in bondage and had no idea. But what will the truth do? Come on, what will the truth do? What will the truth do in your life if you just stay with the word? Just like you're doing right now. Get the word going in your eyes, going in your ears, down into your heart. What will the truth do? The truth will do what only the truth can do, and that sets you free. Let's look at one other scripture in the book of John, chapter 10. We've got just a few minutes here left. You were in chapter eight, just look at chapter 10. Jesus said in verse one, most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name. Now listen to this. And he leads them out. That's what the shepherd does. You notice that? The shepherd calls his sheep by their name And they know his voice. And what does he do? He leads them out. Now, a few verses later, down in verse 11, Jesus identifies himself and says, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Now, I think you ought to say this out loud right now. Just say this, Jesus, you are my good shepherd. You call me by my name and you lead me out. A number of years ago, I began making that my confession every single day. Jesus is my good shepherd. He calls me by my name and he leads me out. I know his voice. Jesus is my good shepherd. He calls me by my name and he leads me out. You just make that a habit, saying it every single day over your life. And you think about what those words mean. Jesus is my good shepherd. He's not just my shepherd. He's my good shepherd. In other words, he's good at it. He's good at keeping me safe. He's good at keeping me fed. He's good at watching over my life. Jesus is a good shepherd. And what else does he do? He calls me by my name. Man, that's a comforting thought, isn't it? To know that Jesus knows your name. Jesus has never once looked at you and said, oh wait, don't tell me what is it? I know this, hold on, hold on. I'm really good with faces, wait just a second. No, he knows your name. He calls you by your name. And then what's the last thing he said he does in the scripture? He leads you out. Out of what? Out of whatever it is you're in that you need out of. Jesus is your good shepherd and he'll lead you out of it. He'll lead you out of any kind of trouble that you're in. He'll lead you out of any kind of pressure that you're under. That's what Jesus does. That's what Jesus began doing the moment you made him the Lord of your life. The moment you said, God, I'm done being my own God. Jesus, I'm done being my own Lord. I make you Lord. What he went to work doing right there is leading you out. Leading you out of what? Leading you out of sin. Leading you out of sickness, leading you out of poverty, leading you out of darkness, leading you out of death. That's where Jesus went to work right then, right there to get you out. Why? Because he wants you free. You were created to be free. You were created to be a free person. We were created to be free people. And he went to work right then to be your good shepherd, called you by your name and said, come on, follow me. I'm busting you out of this. Out of what? Out of whatever it is you're in that you need out of. But here's the good news. Jesus has never led you out of one thing without simultaneously leading you in to something else, into something better. And that's what he always does. He'll lead you out of bad and into good. He didn't just lead you out of sin. He led you out of sin to lead you into his righteousness. He led you not just out of sickness, but it was so that he might lead you into perfect and divine health and wholeness. He didn't just lead you out of poverty. His plan was to lead you into abundance, lead you into prosperity and provision. He didn't just lead you out of darkness. What did he do? He led you into the light out of death itself and into his life. Jesus is your good shepherd. He calls you by your name and he, say it with me, leads me out. Now, why would he do that? Because he wants you free. We're going to see this in scripture over the next several weeks. But if you will stay with us, if you'll continue in this word, you're going to see so clearly, my God wants me free. He wants me free of this. He wants me free of this addiction. He wants me free of this bondage. He wants me free of this distraction. He wants me free of sin. He wants me free of fear. He wants me free of condemnation. He wants me free. Say it out loud, I am free people. (laughs) That's what we are, we are free people. I'm a free person, you're a free person. That makes us free people. Say it out loud one more time. Jesus is my good shepherd. He calls me by my name and he leads Me out. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more.